0: Hey, this is Mark Altman, one half of the Inglorious Trexperts, and season two begins this month on the Electric Surge Network. Keep boldly going as we return to the airwaves with airwaves? I don't know. It's not really airwaves, is it? It's, it's like, what is streaming? It's like zeros and ones, right, Darren? We return to the Wi-Fi. I we think. return to the Wi-Fi wherever you listen to podcasts. So join the Inglorious Trexperts for an all-new season of Inglorious Trexperts. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman, and if you're a Star Trek fan, you should check out my new science fiction TV show, Pandora, airing every Tuesday on the CW or anytime
1: on the CW app. Check it out. If you're a fan of the 430 movie, you'll love Best Movies Never Made, hosted by myself, Josh Miller. And Steven Scarlatta. Where we explore some of the greatest movies never made, like ET2. Johnny Quest. Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. And Halloween 3D. New episodes available every other Monday wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Rebel and the Rogue podcast. I'm your host Bevan, with my co-pilot Jason Tobias. Hello. Hi. This is a podcast where we talk about Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. <laughs> I make it. It gets laughing. better every time. It gets better. It really every time. does. Side note: Jason didn't know that that song existed.
2: I didn't. It- it literally was shown to me yesterday, and now Bill Murray is even more of a god. But you know what I'm even more excited about today? Oh my God!
0: What are we you have an
2: amazing about? guest on today? We have a talented actor, Christopher Sean, from the Star Wars Resistance show. He plays Kazuda Ziano. How you doing today, Christopher?
1: I'm good, I'm good. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm happy to be here with you both. Mm. Love the song. I've never heard it.
0: What? <laughs> yeah,
1: so this table's a little, uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, a little vague. Like on we're over here. You're <laughs> over there.
0: <laughs> Wait. You're Wait. over there. We're over here. But you've heard of the seagulls Stop It Now, the bad lip oh, liner, dude. right? Oh,
1: my gosh, yes. She'll show you this. Dude, it's so funny.
0: He didn't know that either. I just oh, had to God. show him that today.
1: I played that probably 70 times, <laughs> and my lady was always like, can you just stop already? And yeah. I like the seagulls. It's and good. And I just start dancing around. Run, it's good. Run,
0: run, run jump i got you a backpack while i went it's good ah it's so
2: in sync with what yoda's puppet little mouth is doing too like that's what's so good about it it's literally right in sync yeah those
1: liberties are amazing
2: yeah so christopher thank you so much for coming on the show man you are a very talented very talented individual you are an actor you are a writer you're a producer you have a lot going on tell us a little bit about how you got involved with the show star wars resistance tell us about the journey the path how, how it all came about
1: okay so we're gonna start off uh long, long time ago. I see where this is going. Uh, No, (laughs) Uh, you know, it's funny is I was actually, I was out and about with my lady and uh, Linnea and we were, we were literally shopping for homes and I get a call from my agent and he's like, Hey bro. Uh,
0: just like that. Hey bro.
1: Yeah. He's like, Hey bro. Uh, I'm your agent in New York. And I was like, okay, cool. He's like, I rep you voiceover. Uh, who are you? And I was like, who am I? Like, who are you? What's this <laughs> yeah. call about? He's like, no, Lucas Films is calling for you. And, I, and I'm like, I'm coming to Cali. I want to meet with you. I want to know what the deal is. And I was like, cool, awesome. So he flew out to Cali. And I'm thinking, like, what's the deal? You know, like, this has got to be something important if they're actually calling for me. Mm-hmm. We didn't know what the role entailed. We just knew that Star Wars Films was looking for someone of my
0: ethnicity, ethnicity maybe. Okay. Maybe. Okay. maybe,
1: maybe not. It really wasn't, like, the premise. But anyway, uh, one thing led to another. Go to find out that it's not only a role on Star Wars Resistance, it's the lead role on mm-hmm. Star Wars Resistance. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, that's cool. I'm the first Japanese-American male lead of a Star Wars franchise. That's pretty amazing it's pretty fucking awesome and it's that's canon cool. yeah, it's, that's awesome yeah <laughs> that's yeah that's your okay. bumper sticker yeah, yeah. yeah exactly yeah. two thumbs up two yeah. thumbs up peace sign no yep. <laughs> yep
0: the the heart sign the little soul heart sign put yep. put that on there yeah. just for good measure just put them all in there <laughs> yeah exactly for sure
1: For sure. <laughs> that was cool man it's been it's been uh quite the journey season one was a lot of fun to film the whole team the whole cast everyone i don't know if you've noticed is all diverse in their mm-hmm. own way mm-hmm. and um so talented we just got back from celebration so we we all got to kind of hang out with the fan base and how was that for you like this is the first time that you've seen something
2: on that scale and i don't know if you were a big star wars fan before more of a star wars fan now but you've now seen the 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 fandom you've seen the level of fandom and you've probably heard about it way before this like oh star wars fans are intense or you know they're, they're very passionate I mean, now you've been there. What was that like?
0: Sometimes they camp in tents, too. They, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Waiting for premieres.
1: You know, it's funny because, like, um, my dad used to, like, tell us stories in the Yoda voice when we were kids. <laughs> and he'd, That's like, funny. be in the doorway, and we'd see him from a distance, and he'd be like, okay, I'm going to go over here and beat up some ninjas. And then he'd be talking in Yoda's voice, and then he'd run back over, and he'd be like, one second, I got to go talk to Chewie. And he'd, like, run the other way. But he'd always, like, cool. yeah, it was like that was my childhood, my dad being a, a funny almost Kaz-like in a sense, very spastic, funny, awesome, improv, military, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so I grew up with Star Wars, and being able to be there, like I was on Days of Alive for four years, which is cool, and we would do what's called Day of Days. So there would be huge lines for signings and pictures, and and uh, then we'd get on stage at Universal City, and we'd watch. And going to Celebration, I thought, okay, I have a, I have a grasp on how this might mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. But being there, it, it was like you know 3000 plus people packed in a room with their lightsabers <laughs> chanting yeah, we love Kaz we love Tam we love uh, Yeager it was just it was a surreal moment and um, yeah the fan base is they're 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 there's something else they're more respectful I'd say than many fan base fan bases that I've seen cuz you you walk in and like people see you and they're like, they're just waiting for the chance that you'll acknowledge them. Then they'll come over and say, hey, can I can I have a picture, an autograph mm-hmm, for my mm-hmm. son? He loves the show. While other fan bases, and I'm not going to say which, they're just kind of like, come here, you sexy man. Let's take a picture. You're <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Uh, but yeah, so. Uh,
0: like, I, I love oh, it. no.
1: Yeah, it's cool. It's it's really, really cool. It's a lot of fun.
2: Awesome. And what was it like working with the cast when you guys were actually, you know, filming your episodes and shooting the show? Do you do you guys work on the material together? Do you do it individually? Do you guys use, do it as an ensemble? Can you talk about that? Uh no.
1: No. I'm right. kidding. No, I'm just getting no. There I can we talk. Go. <laughs> Next subject. <laughs> no, the, uh, the the cool thing is, is they put us in a room and it's a group, they're really looking for chemistry. Mm. So how we're talking now, like I could sit and talk into the mic, but you're here. So we work off of each other. We, we have that chemistry in the room and everything plays out on screen. Um, I got to fly to New York to work with a certain Poe Dameron. Oh! Uh, Oscar Isaac, yeah. Was, uh, it was amazing, because you know they said, hey, we're gonna fly to New York. And I was kind of like, oh, that's cool. What for? It's a voiceover project. Couldn't we just be like, no, no, we're gonna fly to New York and you're gonna work with uh, a certain special pilot. And I was like, oh my God, is this for real? And I thought, oh my goodness, this is so cool. Uh, I go to find out Oscar Isaac is performing Hamlet off Broadway and he's gonna take the time after doing two shows a day to come out and film Star Wars Resistance so to bring more appeal to our show. And I thought, mm. dude, this guy is a hero, He's a champion. He's like it's hustling. Yeah, yeah, he's tough. I mean, because you know, I, I don't know if you know much about Hamlet, but that's a it's very a marathon. Yeah, it's, it's ups and downs and I I, I got to watch him perform. And the next morning, he's b- there bright and early before me, and I was like an hour early, thinking <laughs> I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna show, wait for him. Show Poe. Yeah, and he's just sipping tea. He's like, "Hey, what's up? Hey, nice, nice work." And I was like, "Oh my god, wow!" Yeah. So anyway, uh, I got to work with him in New York, and we fed off of each other, and it was so cool because whatever awesome. he brought, he's such a strong actor, Juilliard grad, that he was kind of like guiding me, mm. and and where I like I already had an idea of where I wanted to take the character, but. Uh, his performance it only emphasized that more which allowed me to then be more playful and 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 I tried to throw him a couple curveballs, but he was like right on it. He was like, Oh, is that what you're going to do? Okay, let's do this. <laughs> and at one point, he was like, I really love the character you created. And I was like, Oh, it wasn't me, the writers. He's like, No, but you breathe life into it. And I thought, nice, man. Can I have another hug? <laughs> <laughs> he was so cool, man.
0: You're almost, you're so giddy. Like you have a little schoolgirl crush on him. I was like, Wait, can we, can we hug <laughs> yeah. Can we hug one more one time? One more
1: time. I hugged him three times. <laughs> time. let's, just, let's just say that. I mean, it's Oscar Isaac. Yeah. I
0: mean, I don't blame you. I'd, I'd hug him.
1: I'd hug Oscar? Dude, I just watched uh, Triple Frontier on. Oh, Netflix. It's
2: it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Very intense, but uh, he's great in it. Um, you know, Affleck's awesome in it. I mean, there was a uh, uh, Garrett headland I think is in it as well, and then Charlie Hannum is in it as well. It, it's a good film. It's a good film. Pedro, Very uh, Pedro heist. Mesquale. Yes, yes. I'm Mandalorian. sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. We talked about Mandalorian today. I did not. <laughs> I did not bring Pedro in there. Pedro, you're a killer, dude. Um, Fun, oh it's too late film. now. Fun. I know. I know. Don't come for me. Don't <laughs> come with, for me with the, the Mandalorian armor on. Did but, you uh, see
1: them chanting by the way at Star Celebration? Oh yeah. When yeah, they the, had the man, the Mando Mandalorian, the Mandalorian Mercs. Oh, yeah, the Mercs. Goodness. Yeah. Like the They're, the
2: communities are again it goes back to just what you know you were on days for 4 years and that's how I met you. I met you through Marcy Miller who is mm-hmm. a good friend and you know You've, you've clearly been in the trenches, if you will, of just you know what the marathon is like. You know what it's like putting in a lot of time, a lot of hours. I mean, you're, you're working on a lot of copy on a soap. Yeah. A lot of copy. Yeah. So when you came to this world of, you know, this sci-fi fandom, it really is, it, you, you get to see the love and the excitement from a, what some might call a rabid fan base. You know, <laughs> they might be like, oh my gosh, they are just so passionate. You know, but it's, it's what makes it great. It's what really kind of brings everybody out is that, that they are were, they were so dialed in. You've got the 501st, you've got the Mandalorian <laughs> marks, you've got the Rebel Legion, you've got R2 so- R2 Builders. R2 Builders. I got inducted.
1: I, I got inducted to the 501st. There you go. Did you, yeah, yeah. They actually like gave me a plaque and well, I was like, cool. did you realize I'm a, I'm a spy for the right. resistance? Know, right. Like, what is this? <laughs> I was like, I should take piece. you all down <laughs> to the Naval Federation. Like side that. piece. Yeah.
0: side piece. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was pretty
1: mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, the, the, they they are in a sense. Rabbit is one word. I like to say passionate. Yeah, for and, sure. And like the passion is is real. Like to be there, and even if you've got one person in your line, that person thinks you're the the coolest thing in the world. Like mm-hmm. there was one boy who walked up, and I listened to a couple podcasts prior to going, and one boy comes up to me and he's like. Hey, you said you watched our you listened to our podcast, you replied to us on Twitter. I'm oh. the kid that said this and I was like, "Oh man, what's up?" and we just sat and chatted yeah. for a long time. That's and then cool. I heard the podcast after and they're like, "My favorite thing was watching my son have a conversation with Christopher Sean." And I was like, "Dude, that's like yeah. that means Aww. everything to me. That passion, that that genuine love for the series is is awesome. It makes me happy." Yeah.
2: Yeah it it really is it really is it goes it goes it's generational I mean you've got people that were in their teens their adolescence their early 20s 30s 40s that were watching the movies in the 70s or late 70s early 80s and then you've got just multiple generations of fans coming through. And it's it's great. It really is. It's multi-generational. Mm-hmm. And with the animation, what they've been able to do too is just expand these storylines so much further. So in, in in the show, give the audience a little bit more about like who your character is, what you're doing. You know, for anybody that has not watched Star Wars Resistance, you know, tell us a little bit more about Kaz.
1: Uh, well, Kaz is a a graduate of the Naval Federation, the Galactic Naval Federation. And he gets enlisted by Poe Dameron and General Organa to spy for the Resistance on the First Order, and they believe that there are spies on the Colossus. It's this uh, this uh, refueling station, kind of in the middle of nowhere. So Kaz is like, "Sweet, I'll do anything for the Resistance. Awesome!" Mm-hmm. So he jumps in, and then he's kind of very young. He he's uh, he's kind of a do-before-think kind of guy. You know, he gets in a lot of trouble where his dad's always trying to pull him out of trouble. And um, you kind of watch him as his growth, his character arc starts to develop, him trying to get an idea of who he is and what matters to him, and then going from very selfish, by the end of the season, become a very selfless uh, character. And cool. it's it's the the progression is beautiful. I think they did a wonderful job in storytelling. Justin Ridge, Athena Portillo, Brandon Allman, Amy Beth Christensen, who did all the... Um, the overview of uh, of the visual I mean the whole team behind it if I'm missing I mean I'm missing a lot of people Mandy, Josh, Troy but all, all of these people they put their heart and soul into it and I'm just I'm really just honored and I'm there I try and be there first and I try and leave last every single day I'm on set you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. actually it, I filmed tomorrow I filmed yesterday I filmed tomorrow oh
0: nice that actually was going to be one of my questions are you done filming the next season yet? um I
1: don't even know if I'm allowed to say that.
0: Actually, I don't know if I'm
1: even allowed That's, to say that. Well, he's currently fine. filming. We'll just say yeah. that.
0: Well, currently filming. Um, how many hours are you in the studio on a on the daily? Like, can you talk about that?
1: Um, Well, union regulations for any voiceover gig would be four-hour session okay. max, right? So, give or take, uh, anywhere between an hour to four. Okay. And, uh, you know, you're dealing with a lot of personality, a mm-hmm. lot of awesome personality, uh... Like a Donald Faison and a Bobby Moynihan and a Jin Rash. And you get in these rooms and they they and Josh Brenner, like these guys will you do the first two to to copy, and then the last one, they're like, have fun. You know, do what you want. And mm-hmm, then we mm-hmm. find ourselves like just playing off of each other, improving, and they're like, We like that, let's keep that, let's keep running with that. Do it again, another two takes. And you're like, sweet. So it's it's like a lot of it, we get to kind of put our own personal fingerprint on, on, on this world, which is so cool, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean,
2: it, well, you, you give your character more life, you know, because obviously these writers do a fantastic job of crafting. Was Dave Filoni created the show, correct? Yes. yes. So, you know, Dave is, is is a fantastic creator in the Star Wars universe, had hands in not only the Clone Wars, but with Ahsoka and with Rebels and then with Resistance now. He knows Star Wars very well. He understands what what, what makes the, the, the world tick, and he, he creates rich, fleshed-out characters that you can attach yourself to, you know, and when you bring an actor in to voice that character and breathe even more life into it, letting you play in that space just brings more to the table. You know, you add so much more to that. And that's got to feel freeing as a performer to go in and say, okay, well, I'm not constricted to just what is on the page here. Mm. Like I can, I can play around (laughs) here. You know, I can play around this a little bit and we can, you know, I can throw the ball to you, you throw the ball to me and maybe we'll try
1: a couple of different things. Like that's fun. Yeah. It's great, man. And you got like a, Mary Elizabeth McLean, who's kind of directing the show, mm-hmm. so she does a lot of read-ins, and she's reading for every single character. So if you're like a Yeager, you got a deep voice, and you got like a Niku, it's like, oh my goodness, you know. Like, yeah. So she's doing all these voices, reading you in, and, and you're just kind of like, it, it's just magical, man. It's so fun. And as you said, Dave Filoni, he's he's a god in his own right. You know, like he's amazing. He's awesome. done a wonderful job. The, the Padawan of George Lucas. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's a, good,
2: that's a good way to think
1: about it. And actually, Justin Ridge is the Padawan of Dave Filoni, and he's the one that uh, they, he's kind of he's the supervising director on the show. And uh, Dave Filoni was like, "Here, here's the keys to the car. Yeah. Let's see what you can do with it." And Justin's, you know, he ran with it. It's really, really, yeah, it's a magical thing, man. Um, just to say I'm a part of Star Wars is out of control
2: awesome you know <laughs>
1: it's awesome you're you're a
2: character in the star wars
1: universe you yeah. know what i mean like you're
2: you're heading uh, you're, you're at the forefront of something that's very cool you know at the front of a show it's it's got to feel great
1: it does it does and um i know i'm lucky and i'm i know i'm not going to squander the opportunity i'm going to do everything i can to always make sure that i do the best i always can bring and um you know i i give my kids uh the Lego that I have, my little Lego, and I give them my action figures, and I give them my comic books, and <laughs> I've got playing cards, official Tops playing cards yeah. that are out now. They're already sold out, I think. Like, Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, it's, it's. I my mom, I gave her my very first action figure, and she's like, I lost it. You need to buy me another one. I'm like, that's
0: the first one I got, Mom. Like, what are you doing?
1: <laughs> uh, <yeah>. Limited
0: edition. <laughs> yeah. Limited edition. Mint condition. Mm-hmm. So
1: funny. But yeah, uh, they, they're hard to find. They're hard to come by. Well, that's that, good. That's how cool they are. That's right? good. That's how cool that they pretty are. Cool. <laughs> that is pretty cool.
0: So I watched a video where you said Luke Skywalker was like your favorite Star Wars character. Does does he influence how you portray Kaz or what you bring? What, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that's a great. That's a great question. Um, interesting story. So the first time I actually sat down and met Dave Filoni, he kind of came into the recording studio and he was like, "All right, everybody, like cowboy hat and all," and he's like. I'm Dave, and I, you know, I created the show. And he's like, kind of looked at me, and was like, "You're the next Luke Skywalker. You're the next Ahsoka. Oh. You're the next Ezra. You're, you're the head of the show, and we are following your story." And he's like, "Just put out work that you love, that you're passionate about, and people will feel that, and people will follow that, no matter what they say. Mm-hmm. Like they're gonna say what they say, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know. And, and and before the show even came out, there was speculation that it was gonna be terrible. Uh, it was a lot of hate." But now that they've seen the show, it's like ninety ten of of four in a positive light of Star Wars Resistance. And that just shows, again, the leadership quality of the team backing it. But right. going back to your question, I apologize. No, no, great. Uh, Luke Skywalker think? was like, was, keyword, was Ooh. like my favorite. <laughs> but the more I started thinking about it, I think I love Anakin Skywalker. Darth Vader I mean such a compelling story no
0: no 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 he said Anakin Darth Vader so we had this debate because I cannot stand the prequel Anakin Skywalker like he's such a like what yeah whiny baby to me (laughs) no whiny baby whiny baby but I love me some Darth Vader all day long and Mm -hmm. so we had this debate of like yeah it's the same person I was like not really when he becomes Darth Vader that's a completely different personality
2: Mm-hmm. Here, here, was, here, was, here, here was my little bit on that, CRISPR. Okay. So uh, did you play sports? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So the analogy that I threw out there was when you watch athletes that have potential, right? And they're either maybe at a certain level at whatever respective part of their career that they're at. Maybe they're in high school. Maybe they're in college. Maybe they're semi-pro, et cetera. And you can see the potential in them. There is something about them that you almost secretly kind of cheer for. You're like, I hope this person can become what I see they have the potential for. That's what I see in Anakin Skywalker when I watch Clone Wars, when I watch the prequels. You see this person that has raw, untapped (laughs) ability that never really truly gets to the point that he could get to because of being, you know, misguided by the Emperor, being hoodwinked, being, you know, having his, his emotions and his fear played into. So it's a tragedy in a way of, like, seeing a great athlete never fully bloom and never fully become what they could potentially be.
1: But he did fully become what he potentially needed to be by joining the dark side.
2: Bringing balance to the Force, but I'm saying the Anakin that you see prior to that, like, you know, before anything bad of him falling. He was countering
0: me sitting there going, This is is my impression of Anakin Skywalker. One day, I'll be the most powerful Jedi ever. (laughs) Mom, don't make me clean. Don't, no, I don't want to clean. I'll show you. I'll show you. Wasn't that funny.
2: Let me me just tell you something
1: real quick. All right. I'm a huge hating Christensen fan. Mm Going to celebration, the first celebrity we saw was standing Hayden. outside was Hayden Christensen, and this is how cool he was. We 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 drive up, right? He has no idea who I am, mm-hmm. right? I get out of the car, and I'm with my lady. I'm like, babe, and I'm with my agent. I'm like, yo, babe, bro, babe, bro. That's Hayden <laughs> Christensen, and they're like, oh my gosh, let's go inside. So he holds the door, right? Let's. Just, we walk in. He starts to go up the escalator, and he's like, hey, are you guys coming? We ride the escalator up with the guy. He's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Hey, I'm Hayden, and I was like, yeah, I, I know who you are. <laughs> Another <laughs> yeah. Poe Dameron moment, right? But he was so cool. He was so yeah. awesome, and and you know he gets a lot of flack for his performance. But let's think about it. Like, how else would you play that role? How else would you put put yourself in a position where you're a young man growing up, you're trying to learn, and and again, yeah you want to give so much more, and Mm. so many people are saying that you can give more, but other people are taking it away. Like, what do you do? That's so much frustration and and anger that starts to build from that. Like, how else do you play that? Yeah, I mean... (laughs)
2: No, no, I mean, there's still there's still there's there's some gray area. I I believe there's a lot of gray area in there of, you know, there are multiple (laughs) there are multiple pieces at work that you have to obviously adhere to. You are an instrument in the in the grand scheme of things when you are bringing yourself as an actor to the table. And so you have a director obviously kind of like fashioning your performance in the way that he wants. You have lines that you need to read. I agree. You have to be respectful to obviously the work and you're doing your work as well. So there are a lot of pieces that were affecting obviously the outcome of what you see with Anakin Skywalker. You know, Hayden Christensen, I I believe the reason he got cast as Anakin Skywalker, the reason that Lucas wanted to bring him in was he did a movie called House of Glass. And in House of Glass, he was this angsty teenager, Mm -hmm. but he had this darkness in him that Lucas really enjoyed. And I believe he brought that to the Anakin Skywalker character. Now, depending on how you feel that that was captured on camera, that's that's subjective. That's all subjective, you know, as everything is. But I, I do wonder. Uh, it'd be great to talk to him. And I don't know if you had the chance to, Christopher. But how did he feel about the experience? You know, did you guys ever break that down a little bit, just in
1: the time? Like, did he feel? Did he open up to you? I guess to talk a little well, bit. We're about best it? friends now for life. He shook my hand once, and now we're best. Friends. You guys are homeless. <laughs> so, you guys are homeless. Uh, no, actually, uh, it was. I mean. was the green room so that's kind of where everyone hung out i was was taking i was like the i was the giddy boy running around schoolgirl crushing everyone horse whitaker can i have a picture my hand was shaking can we have another one uh paul bettany was there i was like i can't ask him he's too cool like uh, ahmed best jar jar binks who everyone says negative things about but dude he was so great and to hear his story i mean now i'm a full-fledged fan of ahmed best and i want to support everything about him um i mean to see people Outside of what we what we know about their characters, to see who they are truly in this green room, it's like, man, they're they're regular people like us. They have oh, yeah. lots of feelings, and so when people bash them,
0: <laughs> you know, uh,
1: knowing these people, I'm
0: not bashing. I'm just sitting there <laughs> and saying, in my professional opinion, I never got behind it.
1: <laughs> no, but I mean, in in the end, like, I I did not have an opportunity to talk with. Gotcha. It, it was literally like, I I probably slept maybe four or five hours a night. Wake up. Hit the gym. Go do photos. Go do signings. Come back. Go mm. to that panel. Go to you know. It's like I didn't even have time to even walk the floor. The minimal time that I did, Bobby Moynihan was like, "Hey, let's go walk the floor." I'm like, "What? We need like a a wrangler or someone." To-. And he's like, "No, let's go walk the floor." <laughs> I was <laughs> like, "All right, cool." So I'm walking the floor with Bobby Moynihan and my lady. Like we're just walking around, and that yeah. was the moment. He's like, "You kind of have to keep your pace, or people are gonna pull you and start taking pictures." Oh, yeah, it was man. it was cool, but. um I I, yeah, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't
2: know if there was an opportunity at any point to where like obviously the some of these people have been down the road already mm-hmm. a little bit they've dealt with some of the fandom they've dealt with either the love and or the lack thereof yeah. so I didn't know if anybody pulled you aside and just said hey look you know this is my journey this is what this felt like you know well, be prepared for the ups and the downs
1: no no one really no one really shadowed or no one mentored me and I was no I didn't have a uh, I didn't become a Padawan in, in a sense <laughs> <laughs> but I could I could definitely say that, I like uh, that. you know. I always enjoyed. I go back to Ahmed Best. I don't know if you know much about that, but if you research a little bit, it's a very Who tragic. Jar Jar? Yeah, yeah like it's very he was tragic about
2: doing some things to himself
1: due to the fallout. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And to hear that and to know that he's doing a one-man show about his experiences, to me, I see that and I say, "Way to go! This was his first celebration. Nice. He got a standing ovation.
2: That's great. Now,
1: again, I call it keyboard courage when people are negative online and they're very rude, they're very hostile, they're toxic. Yeah, right. Um, In person, the fans at Celebration were beautiful. They were everything that Star Wars is meant to be. Mm. And to see him receive that, no matter what, if you put your heart into your role, you're going to get love. And I know some people are going to hate it, some people are not, but... <clears throat>
2: I mean, it's, all you can do, man, is do what you can do. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. Yeah, at the end of the day, really, yeah. you're, you're, you're at the whim of the cutting room. You're at the whim of a lot of things. So all oh, you yeah, can do for is sure, show up. There are a
0: lot of factors. Like when we were having the conversation about Anakin, I said, I don't know if it was the direction, <laughs> the way it was edited. The wait, you want some of my water? <laughs> I'm,
1: totally I'm totally kidding, I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs> Having just... a bro moment. Yeah.
1: Over
0: there. Hey, man, hey, bro. Hey, hey bro, is that your You hey, want some water? Uh,
1: can I, yeah. I liquid up? Can
0: <laughs> I liquid <lick it laughs> up? <out? laughs> no, Sorry. I was saying, like, I, I will give some credit because I don't know if it was the editor that did it or the director or the actor or the dialogue or the writing, but for some reason, I, I, I liked Anakin Skywalker a lot better in the Clone Wars mm. than I did in the films because I think it was just the execution of Clone Wars was so strong, and I got to see things that I wanted to see from Anakin Skywalker, like like his relationship with Obi-Wan was fully like, realized in The Clone Wars, where you didn't really get that as much.
1: Well, you don't also prequel- have the time, though. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because mm-hmm. you have such a limited amount of time to show someone in their teens growing yep. up. Really, and it's like, yeah. I, I don't mean to cut you off, no, I apologize, sure. but, but with The Clone Wars, you've got that whole season yeah. compared multiple, to- Multiple yeah. seasons. Yeah, and it's like- <clears throat> you don't have that so it's kind of like we need to just portray this and to show what's happening at this age right and i remember you know i mean i have a 15 12 and 10 year old we have three kids and a 15 year old is she's wonderful she's awesome but she's starting to hit her teens you know yeah. and it's like you start to see that teen angst you know and so i'm like oh I, I i have more of an understanding now of hayden's performance as well and again meeting the guy it's like yeah, sorry that helps. sorry yeah it, it does really help a no, lot of course mm. it does <clears throat> but anyway um so going I, back I, again, to I don't mean to cut you off. I'm going back no, to no, dude, you're
0: so. totally fine. Go. Do you think, Christopher, you're the special guest? you can cut me off? <laughs> That's it. right. That's no. right. I cut you off.
2: But going back we to you. the show and yeah, sorry, circling but. back with like Anakin. So if it, you in the interview that Victoria saw, you know we've got Luke, but you're now you're saying, or at least you're saying, an additional piece that you're resonating with is Anakin.
1: Uh, I'd say the whole the whole arc, both of their stories are are awesome. Hope and tragedy, mm-hmm. but still uh it's again it's light and dark you know you must have the yin to the yang for balance right that's what the rise of the skywalker is all about right mm-hmm. it's, I, I don't know what is it don't about know. well i mean speculation. The, the cackle of the palp- emperor palpatine, palpatine at the, the end. very end yeah in mm-hmm. title being the rise of skywalker like yeah. there's a lot of speculation as to what that 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 means but in the end to me it's like you know when dad sees son getting hurt He's not dark entirely. Yeah. And he starts to stop the person, whether, you know, it's his master or not. I don't care. He's like, you're not going to hurt my son anymore. And that was like, Mm -hmm. you know, so. And that goes back to, again, my dad telling stories as Yoda, as a kid. For me, it's like Mm -hmm. I know my dad would do the same thing for me. Now, when he would tell these stories to you, would it just be something
2: that he would kind of act out his own little stories or would he like yeah. replay the movies? No, no.
1: He would act his own stories oh, out. Okay. I mean, he's okay. Yoda fighting ninjas off like outside hey. of the doorway. And he'd come awesome. back in and be yeah. like, wait, I got a little bit more. My other friend over here. And he'd run back over there and he's just, <laughs> you know, not... you're like, so it's this audio. It's like kind of like a podcast as, as yeah. a kid, you know? Yeah. Like a radio show. Yeah, exactly. You guys That's are, you guys it, right? are probably lots of people's heroes. Are you a hero, Victoria? Because I know you are.
2: What? I know you a hero? I know you are.
0: <laughs> you sure? Yeah. I don't know. I might be an anti hero. <gasps>
2: an, an oh, like a Batman. A vigilante. Yeah. Yeah. But still a hero. Yeah.
0: Still a hero esque. I mean, yes, but there's layers to it. We also had this conversation about like characters that resonate with like of course he's talking about Anakin slash Darth Vader. And I was saying to myself, like, I really like characters that have like meat to them, like Batman. He's it's like very complicated. Hardy? Yeah. Like a what?
1: Tom Hardy's meaty.
0: Oh, well, yeah, uh-huh. sure, if you're talking about actual muscles. Venom! No, I'm saying Venom! <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, The anti-hero, yeah, yeah. The, the anti-hero, the Wolverines, yeah. the Batmans, the Jessica Jones that has the drinking problem, but she's trying really hard, but yeah. things just get in the way. It's like it's really hard for me to relate to the Christ-like savior characters that you get that are, like right, we were saying Ray is like this character that seems to be flawless, she wakes up flawless. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I just did a Beyoncé reference. What, uh, wakes up
2: flawless? Yeah. Is, is that a Beyoncé? wake
0: up flawless.
1: Oh, that's a song? <laughs> it's a song. I didn't know this song either, Oh, man. I didn't I'm in know a room of men song. right
0: now, it's fine. <laughs> Not even men, bros.
1: If you throw a ball at us, we'll have a mitt and we'll catch it. Yeah, it just like, I don't know sh- where. would you get like, that mitt from? We had it. It's more men.
0: Wait, you <laughs> had it? We had it over here. <laughs> <laughs> but I do a Beyoncé reference. Like what?
2: Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. single ladies. What?
0: S- single lady? Uh, we'll see. You knew. We know that, that
2: one. Yeah. You
0: know that one, but you don't know. Wake up, uh-uh. Lawless. Uh-uh. No. All right. Well, I just made myself laugh. That's cool. <laughs> fine, guys. It's important. It's, fine. it's important. I ask only the hard questions here and throw all the references you're not going to get on well, this podcast.
2: Well, yeah. It, complicated yeah. characters are are more relatable than you know unflawed ones mm-hmm. because we we are complicated beings mm-hmm. you know no, you have yeah, no everything yeah so you have if you're dealing with something and you know that's what makes for great storytelling is is looking at those dimensions that shift and why you love and why you hate and why you fall and why you cry and why you you know all of these pieces make you more well-rounded and multi-dimensional if you're too perfect then it's like how can i relate to that
1: no, there's a there's a term for it. Mary Sue's they call
2: them, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, Mary Sue.
0: Or Wonder Woman's like I feel like Wonder Woman was is somebody that's hard. Like the one thing I get in the nerd world is like, oh, you, so you like Wonder Woman, right? Because it's a woman and it's Wonder Woman. I was like, I you know I I don't really relate to her as much as like she's cool, love it. She's badass. I don't really relate to her like that. I'm mm. like, really? Why not? Oh, it's a woman. Support it. It's like. <laughs> No, I understand. I support a girl power. Yay, Spice Girls. But, like. <laughs> I love
1: Spice Girls, by the way.
0: It's good. You yeah. love Spice Girls? Yeah. Great. Now we can two become one right here. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's happening right in front of
2: us.
0: <laughs> that was another lyric, Jason. Yeah. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. She sang
1: it in my head, too. Yes. That, that, that's uh, the really Beyonce that? song that I no, did not it get the spice, spice Girls song. reference yeah. Oh.
0: Tonight oh. Is the night when oh. to become one. Okay. Good voice. Thanks. Good voice. I have. Oh, speaking of voice, let's go back to you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we got on Star Wars. We're just I going mean, around.
1: We're having we're a good time.
0: It's been right round, baby, right round.
1: Another one. I see it. I know that one. All
2: right. I know that. I know that <laughs> musical <laughs> reference. I know that musical reference.
0: Listen, you didn't know the sequels. You didn't know Star Wars, nothing but Star uh, Wars. Did you know the loungy Bill Murray song?
2: Are yes,
1: you? I did. I was oh. only joking. You're the only one that actually didn't know that. I am the only No, I didn't know that. that. I didn't know See? That. Yeah, I got Dude. It.
0: What? I don't know. I <laughs> feel like know? he's just broing you right now. <laughs> I am. <laughs> no. Look at him. He's gorgeous. No, How do no, you man. not bro this man? You. I'm telling
2: you. I there can't are more bro people. that man. Yeah. There are more people. can't bro him. Yeah. No, I can't, can't bro. bro him. Sorry. Dude. Bro. Man. Dude. No. Dude, bro. no. It doesn't Home sound right in my
0: vocabulary. <laughs> oh, no come on did you know the weird owl uh long long time ago in a galaxy far yes, away yes
1: weird yankovic yeah
0: yeah you, so you know that one i
1: do what's a bro one it
2: is a bro one
0: wait what it yes. is maybe <laughs> vader someday later now he's just a small fry yeah oh okay. yeah 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 i know
1: that one too yeah
0: yeah. Voiceovers. Own- yeah. yeah, yeah. Voiceovers. Let's go back to voiceovers cuz I'm very interested. A lot of people that are actors and stuff are like, "Oh man, it'd be great to do cartoons." And the stigma is it's really really hard to get into animated voiceover. Yeah. Cuz it's such a small circle. How did you crack that code?
1: To be honest, I uh I had been trying to crack it forever and mm-hmm. then I gave up. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm just I'm just going to be an on-camera actor. Ah, uh, what was me? Whoa. Jeez. <laughs> uh, no flex um,
0: your muscle while you do <laughs> you Whoa, it's me. Like, I, I.
1: no the truth is is um i had done one voiceover audition and i and i went out for voltron and i i went for red line i went all the way to producers at dreamworks and i thought i'm gonna be red line and voltron well they gave it to Stephen yen from yeah. the walking dead and i was like dude if anyone he he he's awesome like heck yeah and i'm glad that another asian american got it <clears throat> And I was kind of like, well, that was fun. One audition, got the producers, really cool. Then I get the call from Lucas Films, and I'm like, what is going on? This is huge. Um, I didn't book anything for like two years after that. You know, like I've gone voiceover audition after audition, not booking anything. So you got
2: the initial call from Lucasfilm, and it was two years later until the movement happened on the show.
1: Um, well, maybe I explained that wrong. I did the audition for Voltron Uh and then I got a call from Lucasfilms and I booked it and I've still been doing the show auditioning for others. Got it. But I had not booked anything for like two years and then I finally booked something more recently. Gotcha. But it's very difficult to get into the voiceover world. Extremely. Because here's the thing. uh, As an actor on camera... they, you know, you can do a little eyebrow raise or a smirk and it tells a whole story. Right. They can't see that behind the mic. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys have cameras here and, and, you know, so I'm I'm trying to be as subtle as possible because you have the camera. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: no, I'm kidding. But uh the biggest bit of advice that I learned from Mary McLean was, um like I said, they can't hear the eyebrow raise. They can't They can't see the smirk, so they have to feel that. So you have to amplify your performance by 10%. So, like... Uh, I love you line would be like I love you oh, just ten percent more mm-hmm. so that they feel more of the passion. Do you know what I'm saying? Like what are you talking about? Like what are you talking about? Like, you know, what I mean? like yeah. just that little bit more gives so much more life to the character, mm-hmm. or it's dull. Mm-hmm. But on over-emphasis. camera, yeah, they overemphasis. Mm-hmm. But but on camera, it's overacting. So it's this this hard this this line where Heart you just media yeah. the medium that you actually have to kind of jump back and forth of overacting for camera, but perfect acting for. Off cam- uh, voiceover world, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what's difficult. Like, um, I don't, I'm not gonna point in, throw anyone on the bus, but there are actors who have gone from on camera and done voiceover projects, and you, you hear it, you're like, wow, man, that was terrible. Who was that? You're like, oh my God, that was that person, but they're so good on camera. What's the deal? It's a very hard medium to transfer over into. Hmm.
0: And especially if you can do multiple voices, then you could play many different roles and save time in the studio.
1: Yes. Yeah, like a Rick and Morty.
0: Like a Rick and Morty. Yeah. Oh man, I've talked to those guys at 7 a.m. in the morning, and I I can tell you right now, I have I have no idea what they were on. <laughs> no idea. Ah, ah, ah. They were hilarious. I loved it. I couldn't tell if they had too much caffeine, not enough caffeine, if it was Mary Jane, if it was alcohol, <laughs> if it was Adderall, if it was Percocet, <laughs> if it was something else entirely. <laughs> Jeez,
1: it sounds like a rap song. I love it.
0: No.
2: <laughs> yeah, was that a musical reference? Did I, did I, did I miss all those? No, no, no. no. <laughs> that okay. was
0: that was that was what we call improv. Oh,
2: nice, nice. yeah, I love that. On I the fly. Was, it was it. just on the Very fly. It was
0: a lin Monroe Miranda right there. Oh, bye for you uh, cool. do you know who that is
2: i do hamilton
0: okay great I we can be friends i guess i'm sorry yeah, who? yeah. yeah. no i'm just it? kidding <laughs> Wait, <what? laughs> i was giving you a bro moment that's how i was trying it? to help it you with that trying
1: to let you have that, was
0: that? <laughs> i've been throwing shade at his bro moments
1: all I know. day, long. I all day I know. long
0: it's great it's fun this keeps is why it we get keeps long. it live keeps it entertaining keeps it live here um what was I saying? Something what about- did, uh, I'm curious, yeah. Christopher,
1: I'm curious. Yeah, what were you saying? Uh, I'm curious, <laughs> what did your kids think about when you when you booked Star Wars, man? Oh man, I had to keep it quiet forever. I was like, dad's gonna work on a quiet project, or stepdad, excuse me, you know, I'm gonna work on a, a quiet project. Um, and uh, they're just like, cool, awesome. We'll know when we know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you guys are gonna think it's cool. We'll know when we know. And I'm like, guys, I'm I'm on Star Wars. This is so cool. Like, I can finally tell everyone they're mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, so uh, we saw some of your scripts laying around. I was uh, like, "Wait, 30, what? You? What?" <laughs> so you guys uh, were uh, keeping uh, a secret uh, even from uh, me. Uh, uh, and they're
0: like, "Yeah, yeah." I'm like, "Oh
1: man, that's embarrassing."
0: Known all along. Yeah, right. right.
1: But no, but the, no. Uh, truth is, uh, they, 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 um, they freaked out. My oldest was like, "Look, I'm a huge Star Trek fan. <laughs> oh but man. I, I will watch the you. show for you." And I was like, "Jeez." <laughs> but now she's grown to actually really enjoy it. And cool. our youngest, like our oldest, Victoria. And then she's fifteen. Thomas is twelve, and then Samuel's ten. And um, they've all watched it. They've all given me some kudos, and they kind of like you know yeah. they they're like you're cool, and I'm like thanks, man. Um, <laughs> but the cool, the cutest thing is is like when our youngest is watching it to like kind of sit back and watch him watch the show. Uh-huh. He just gets into it, and he's giggling to himself, and he's like it, just to see that 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 again is like the gift that is Star Wars. You know. What parents have, and when they see their kids enjoying something and genuinely that child laughter, it's like it's it's endorphins. It really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so cool. And we just secretly record him because he hates being recorded, but we're secretly you know saving those moments in our archives. It's it's awesome. That's great.
0: For when they go through the That's teenage great. years, I'm like, no, mom, don't make me, don't yeah. make me clean the room. One day <laughs> I'll be the most powerful Jedi ever, <laughs>
2: ever. Anakin just getting thrown under the bus here. Dude, no, Anakin listen, was it's. Amazing.
0: Listen, Anakin? <laughs> Anakin that is a line, chosen one.
2: Anakin is a chosen oh,
0: one. Sure, I believe that. I do. Darth Vader is awesome. Crushed it. Rogue One, favorite part Darth Vader killing everybody. Oh, Was that in the, the end? coolest? Oh,
1: the it's end? so cool. Awesome. Oh, my gosh. Uh,
2: I mean, in a hallway, darkness, Saber ignites, red, crimson light just floods do, the area. You just
0: hear the mask first.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and
0: then all of a sudden, just, everyone's just going down.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the guy's banging on the window.
0: Get, Get out! Get out! Go, Run! Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like the
2: boogeyman finally showed up. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean, and he is going to take you down.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, the interesting thing about our show is we're in a peaceful time, mm-hmm. yep. and and you know the idea of Jedi and Sith lords um, on our show. They're kind of almost myth. Like they're mm-hmm. like we've heard of them, but are they really real? Yeah, you know. And the resistance, even then, like the people are like the resistance. Yes, yeah, some people have fought for the empire, uh, and some people have heard of the resistance. But again, it's like this this middle of plate, middle of nowhere, the Colossus, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so when people start talking about the mythology of Jedi in season one. Um, do they? Do they? Wait, no, no, <laughs> wow, uh, no, I'm kidding. No, do they, do they? But, uh, you know, th- it's pretty cool. It's like it's really interesting to think. Like, w- I'm trying to remember. I'm trying not to give any. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you you have to like, like censor yourself. It's like Marvel for you, right? Yeah, now. Like, yeah. Like, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't, I
1: can't. Well, I, I mean, with
2: Organa, you know, being someone that gave Kazzy's orders, she clearly comes from a period where she's been witness to this. Yeah, she understands what she come what she came from i mean this, the book bloodline is about her kind of revealing her lineage to the, the the resistance in a way of like i am the daughter of darth vader and then yeah. people started to kind of re- retract from her of like oh oh you're not bale organa's daughter what yeah wait 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 what you yeah. know like then people start pulling away like well what are your motives like what's going on here so yeah and, and what resistance takes place how many years before force awakens six
0: months Six months, yeah. Remember, and, oh, it bleeds into- I thought it was, thought it was like six no, years. No, because it bleeds into Force Awakens, and now they're going to bleed into The Last Jedi. That's right,
2: that's right, that's right, that's we, right. Because we've got Marvel Phasma. Mark. I mean, yes, Phasma's in Resistance. Phasma is- Phasma's yeah, in there. Um, yeah. Poe's in there, yeah. I don't know why I saw six a years. a
0: great female character with a lot of, like, I'm talking more about her character in Game of Thrones, because we didn't really see her character in the- first
1: Gwendolyn Christie? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. She's awesome. She's so cool.
0: Oh, my God, have you met her? No. What?
1: I know. She's awesome. Mm. Did Huge she not, fan. Did she go to Celebrate? Uh No, she's she's working on. I think
0: Game of Th- Well, she's many, done with many Game Many projects. Of yeah. Okay.
1: No spoilers here, but yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah right? A lot of stuff. She's working on a lot of
0: stuff. <laughs> Darn. One of these days, we're gonna have a great spoiler episode. <laughs> right. You heard it here first. <laughs> One of these it. days. One of these days, we will get something exclusive. Yeah,
2: just here. What, uh, Chris? What do you what do you feel about uh, your trajectory with the show? Like, what do you what do you hope for? You know, what do you hope for with Resistance? Uh, I mean, it, I I personally really enjoyed the animation style when I first saw like the promos and the teasers for it. I liked the color palette. Mm. I liked how it had kind of like this hard edge. Huh? Yeah. Anime style. Yeah. It's yeah, anime yeah, yeah, influence And thing. it yeah. kind of had that like very heavy like black illustrative line around the out around the outline of like the 3D animated characters, which almost had a blending of 3D animation with 2D. Yeah. You know, so it, it really cool aesthetically. It, it it my eye was drawn to it right off the bat. But like, what are some of the what are some of the things you hope for?
1: Um, well, just kind of touch up on the the aesthetic of it. It it is its own unique color palette mm-hmm. outside of the entire Star Wars realm. It's like there's a lot of colors in this. Which which uh, has an appeal to younger generations, but at the same time, it does... Again, this is a peaceful time when people can kind of have fun. It's not so dull. It's not about war. This is like Clone Wars. The title is about war, so it's mm-hmm, not as colorful. Mm-hmm. It's not well. as fun. It's not people expressing themselves, you know? Um, in this... Uh, the colors are, are very fun, and the animation, again, that style, is a lot of work to put that together. People are like, oh, it mm-hmm. looks unfinished. No, it's very finished, and it's 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 a lot of work to actually create that. I'm, I'm actually getting to see some of the uh, behind-the-scenes imagery of Season 2, and it's—I don't even know if I'm allowed to say that, but gosh, it's beautiful. It's mm, so nice. beautiful. I think
0: you could say it's beautiful. I mean, that's not very—it's yeah. not very Gorgeous. specific.
1: Yeah, I mean— I, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I just don't know even know if I'm allowed to talk about season two yeah. in any way. Yeah, no worries. But, no but worries. all I can say is that uh, in reference to my character, what what he's kind of in, in the first one is about spying for the resistance and not letting anyone know mm-hmm. kind of who you are, right? Mm-hmm. So what I'm hoping for, even though I have a strong understanding of what it might be, I'm hoping that uh, we can continue to push forward. Uh, you know, Star Wars rep matters. For me, it's like. I never had the Asian American role model. I I had Bruce Lee, which is good, and don't get me wrong, he's a legend, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had a Jean-Claude Van Damme, but can you name another multi-ethnic Asian American on camera now? Keanu? Asian-American because
0: Jackie Chan doesn't count is Keanu then. No, he's as
1: mono-ethnic. He's one. Keanu is, uh, I think he's part Lith- li- li- Lithuanian. Oh, he's not Asian. Chin- Chinese maybe? Okay. I'd actually, I don't think he's Asian. I think no. he's mixed Polynesian Islander. Gotcha. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. I don't think he's actually Asian. I could be wrong. Yeah, I always thought Keanu Reeves was Asian. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. But again, <laughs> multi-ethnic though. Uh, you know, multi Who
2: do we have in Rogue One? We had um, we Donnie Yen. Donnie Chinese, Yen. And right? who, who played Maze? Uh, Baze Poly- Malbus uh, The dude with
1: like the, the The Polynesian He's a Polynesian, yeah, a Polynesian. Islander yeah. no, I'm okay. talking about like okay. Multi I think Asian. Asian Yeah No I'm so trying to me, think yeah, yeah And again like I i don't really I mean I know a few uh, Ian Anthony Dale uh,
0: The entire cast of Crazy Rich Asians
1: well, The the main actor Henry, Harry, Henry Golding mm-hmm. He's uh, half But everyone else is full Asian Right Okay. oh that's right. Mono ethnic. It was a full Asian cast, you know. Mm-hmm. But again, that's that's the point for me yeah. rep, rep matters. Like yeah, I never had course. that role model that was like that's me. Mm-hmm. So I at school growing up, I was kind of like I'm not good looking. Mm-hmm. He's good looking, she's good looking, but not me. I don't no one on TV looks like me. So I couldn't relate to that. Right. So now having trying to set an example, say like hey We're normal people, you know, like to have that for children, to to be at school and say, that guy's just like me. I'm mixed. Mm -hmm. You know, we're a melting pot in America. Yes, we are. And we're going more and more towards that. So for me, it's like it's very important just to continue that representation and to have kids say, like, that's me. I'm accepted now. You Uh know, I'm not different. Mm -hmm. You can't make fun of me now. Cause I'm I'm just like you. I'm in a galaxy far away, just like you.
2: Yeah, you know. Yeah. And the show the show reflects that. Like yeah. you like you mentioned earlier, it's a very diverse cast.
0: Yeah.
1: So you for know? me, that's that's just really important, and I hope to continue. Just, uh, you know, everyone on the show, uh, from uh, Susie's European. She's mixed black. Uh, Yeager, he's black. Uh, Captain Doza, Jason Hightower, one of my best friends. He's awesome. He's Latin American. Like you know, we have a, a very Donald Faison. He's is he half black?
0: Don't know. Well, I know Ooh. that his
1: children are. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> so again, like, it's like it's all diversity. It's huge, and that's very important for me because I grew up in a world where it was it was very black and white.
0: Mm. Yeah.
2: Did you grow up here, SoCal?
1: My dad was in the Navy, okay. so we lived in. Uh, I was born in Washington, moved to the Philippines, Japan, uh, Mississippi, Ohio, California, Central, like right above the border of Mexico. But you went all over the place. Yeah, right? yeah. and then travel. Just when I got older, I just. It was like, I got to travel. I got to, you know, you know, so I went to mm-hmm. China and Philippines and just kind of nice. everywhere. Never been to Europe, though. That's kind of like a trip I want to go. I want to go to Europe. So you've been to all those places, but not Europe? No. Okay. Yeah, or Africa. But Africa I'm is a beautiful trip. South is Africa,
2: it? I went to South Africa. It is by far.
0: You can bless the rains down in Africa.
1: Yeah, yeah. Kermit singing that one too.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is. It is an unbelievable trip, though. I'm. I'm honest. Honestly, saying it was one of the most gorgeous trips I've ever taken in my life. South Africa was a beautiful trip.
1: That's awesome.
0: So. That's great. Uh, before we wrap up, Christopher, is there anything else that you can announce that you are working on that you'd like to plug?
1: Yeah. Uh. Yeah. You know what? I got. Uh, we got a comic book we're working on. We're gonna <gasps> make that. Cool. We're gonna put that out, and then we're trying to make that into a live adaptation for a, a long-running television series, which is really exciting because nice. we have this whole thing mapped out. Nice. Uh, like probably six seasons in a pre, and a pre-pre show and a post show, like this huge idea. Then we've got horror films that we're producing right now. We've got some letters of intent, and we're, we're still in development in many of these many of these projects. But we've got uh, probably six six scripts and one movie that's ready to be sold now. Nice. And then a oh, comic good. book, awesome! And, Congratulations! Yeah, lots of things in different phases of pr- development, just like anyone in Hollywood would say. Oh, of course, <laughs> ah, <laughs> but yes. they can legally
0: say, "Listen, we don't have." Yeah. We just had Brian Volkweis uh, talk to us from the toys that made it. So he's like, "Yeah, I got this. Uh, can't talk about. It. I got this.
1: Yeah, can't talk. About <laughs> yeah, it. exactly.
0: I got. But this is gonna be great. You're gonna love this.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But <laughs> when but,
0: it comes out, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's good
2: to be busy. It's good to have irons in the fire. How can people stay in touch with you, Christopher? Uh, what are your handles? How do they how do they reach out, connect? follow, tweet, all that?
1: Um. Well, typically, every Monday through Friday, I'm at the gym. You guys can... No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> address. What's what the gym? address? What address? <laughs> no, uh, Mr. Christopher Sean uh, on Instagram is what I'm most active on. I'm very reachable. I almost DM everyone back. Oh. And Twitter, I'm just Christopher Sean, my name. And uh, that's also on Facebook. So Mr. Christopher Sean, Christopher Sean, and... Official Christopher Sean. <laughs> official Christopher Sean. <laughs> my That's Instagram great. is like my go to. So if you okay. guys want to like say hi, meet me on there. I'm going to take a picture with these good looking folks here mm. and uh, post it on my Instagram. So I'll tag them and you guys can say hi to me there.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Christopher, for coming on the Rebel and the Rogue. Mm -hmm. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for the Rebel and the Rogue, a Star Wars podcast. And if you're a fan of this podcast, you may want to check out Electric Search's other podcasts, like the 4:30 Movie every Friday, in which a group of writers and producers curate fantasy theme weeks of classic movies, and Disco Nights, the ultimate Star Trek discovery podcast, available Sundays, and Glorious. Trexperts, the only podcast for Star Trek fans with a life, and best movies never made. Monday nights featuring filmmakers talking about their favorite unmade projects.
2: Mm-hmm. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts, and you can follow us at TK on Twitter or TK on Instagram. Also, a very special thanks to Bill Ritter and everyone here at Electric Surge Network, including producers Natalie Michelli and Cynthia Hodge, and executive producers Dean Devlin and Mark A. Altman. So until next Thursday, may the force be with you. And also with you. Always. Or at least for the next week.